Everybody wants to be successful, and yet we all have different ideas of what that is. Finding success is the journey we embark upon to go and get what's ours. We are willing to travel down within to find our greatness buried deep inside of us. Questioning society's views and flipping the script, putting our own stamp on life. We're here because our future is within our control. Finding success is how we grab hold of what is possible. The relentless pursuit of success starts here. We are Finding Success. We are here to help break that monotony of your life and help you find your version of success. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. Hope you're all doing well. Back with another great episode this week. And it's one that isn't often answered, but we thought we'd put it out to the public and uh, and answer it for you all. Um, but before we get started, don't forget to go back to episode one. Go and check us out on Instagram, Twitter. Facebook, YouTube, all the links will be in the, in the description box down below. Buts, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Very good, thank you. First week, no, it wasn't. What was it? Third week back to work, wasn't it? Yeah? I can't remember. It's been too long. It's been a long time. I can't remember either. But been back for a few. It's been going all right, and I think the year has started off quite well so far for us. Going quick already. I know. Oh, it's scary, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> but uh but yeah so this week's topic yes uh i haven't actually seen this talked about very often no i've seen him mentioned yeah. or or talked about individually slightly yeah i've seen him individually <clears throat> talked about but, but not quite ever put together etfs versus index funds hmm. that's right that is right so to start with this, if you don't know what they are, I think it's easy. If you understand index funds, it's easy to understand what an ETF is. Yeah. Um, and to understand what an index fund is, you need to know what an index is. Yeah. So to begin with, I, we always like to use the example of the S&P uh, 500 index as as like it's sort of used around the world as a market indicator. It sort of gives you a general idea of what the market is doing. <clears throat> um. So, breaking down the S&P 500 index, the S&P stands for Standard & Poor's, um, which is basically a ratings agency out in America. Very simple. It's just a company. Um, an index is, the best way to compare it, it's just it's just a list of companies. And yeah. the best way to compare it is like the Premier League table. Um, <clears throat> Premier League table is made up of many teams, and so is the, the, this index. It's made up of many companies. Um, also, sorry, the, S- uh, the 500 in the S&P 500 stands for the amount of companies in that index. So there's 500 companies in this, we'll call it the Premier League table. And they're big hitters. They're the, the, the biggest companies in America. We all we all use them. We all know about them. Um, in fact, listeners, I bet if you look around, you'll see products from companies in this, in this S&P 500. I'd say at least 10. At least 10. Yeah. Or you've used them recently. Or even over Christmas, you've... Or purchased off them, what yeah, use their services, etc. Yeah, exactly. Companies like we're gonna hit, we're gonna smash out a couple. Apple, Amazon, Google, big tech companies, Netflix are on there. Meta. Metaverse. Yep, sorry. <laughs> uh, Pfizer. A lot of people don't realise Pfizer's on there, right? Yeah. Everyone, if you had your jabs in the UK, you've most likely had Pfizer. 
It's an American company. It's, it's on the S&P 500. Huge companies. Um, and it's just a big list of all these companies. <clears throat> so, how the S&P... How, so, that's an S&P 500 index. The fund is basically a, a product for sale. A broker or a, you know, an investment... Uh, an investment fund, uh, investment broker basically will offer you this product, and you can buy into this S and P five hundred index, but not directly. No, so you cannot actually invest in the S and P five hundred index. You can only invest into index funds. Yeah. So this is the important bit. So it's basically you're paying a product. So all sorts of people do them. Legal and general in the UK, H and L, Vanguard is a huge one. Um, Chase, uh, JP Morgan do a couple. It's, 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 there's many all over the world uh, through many different brokers. <clears throat> um, what I'm trying to get is imagine all, all it does. So these funds basically aim to mimic the index. Yeah, they, they, they are. The allocations are exactly the same as what they would be in the 500. The only difference is you're not buying the 500. You're buying, for instance, a fund that is run by a brokerage. Exactly that. So you're giving them their money. You're you're giving them your money. They take your money and they pool it with everybody else's that are investing in this fund and they go and buy them stocks and shares of the companies and that they then return you your slice of that pie. So yeah. they're just cooking a big pie, giving you your slice. I do like pie. Oh, I do like pie. <laughs> do like a good index pie. Um, <clears throat> and that makes investing affordable because there's no way an everyday... Ebenezer could go and invest in the top 10 companies in on the S&P 500 like just alone the price of Amazon and Google put together you just skin on one go well it's not even that it's also the fact of that going to do it the time yeah the time and sitting there selecting each stock that you've found 500 of and buying it every single month it'll take you a day to do wouldn't it you'd be behind very good point yeah you wouldn't get anything else done yeah and it's not worth that amount of exactly. <laughs> time to overinvestment. So that's what this, this an index fund is. <clears throat> um, it allows you to buy, which, and this is the biggest bonus of them. It allows you to buy such a diverse market that it's, it's, it's just safe. It's one of the safest forms of investing, investing in yeah. the world because these these companies, as we said earlier, they range from health and wellness companies to automotive and technology companies, like. And financial companies are in there. There's no market that's not represented in the S&P 500. It's yeah. that diverse. Um, so come a crash, say a technology, like the dot-com bubble back in yeah. 2001, all the techno companies crash, health health sector, consumer sector, everything's still fine on that side of the world. So you're still making money, still earning, you're still, your money's still safe. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's, that's the best bit about the index fund. All right, and ETFs. So ETFs, ETFs stand for Exchange Traded Fund. <clears throat> These are very similar to index funds, right? They are, they're the same thing. They mimic the uh, indexes they're named after or like advertised as. The, the major difference is they're not traded the same. They're sold, they're bought and sold like stocks. Yep. So their price completely fluctuates throughout the day. <clears throat> just like your Apple stock does, you can see it every three seconds get refreshed at a, certain, a new price. It has li- lows, highs, and everything in between. Whereas your index funds tend to have their a set price uh, 
determined at the end of the day's trading. So if you were to buy it on a Monday, it would have been the price would have been set Friday night, and that's what it's been all weekend, and that's what it will be until Monday night close, and then it's reset. From by and that's set by the the people providing you that product. Yeah, the brokers. Another difference is you can't actually buy um, ETFs automatically, can you? you have no. to do it as in every single month. You can't automate your payments into an ETF fund. No. Meaning, again, it doesn't really become passive. It's not passive investment because you're having to work to generate a form of income. Put in that time to be able to invest in it, yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't seem like much time, but yeah, okay, you have to go onto the page and click buy and select how much money you want to buy into the fund by. Whereas with an index fund, you can set your payment automated, don't do anything, don't even have to check it year on year, and you know that every single month that same fee is coming out. So they're not quite as powerful. But I would say, if you have less money to begin with to start your investing journey, ETFs are slightly better. Yeah. Just because... <clears throat> uh, if you only got a little bit of money, they're a bit cheaper to buy into. There's no minimum uh, buy-ins to begin with, and there's also the fees are also slightly lower to begin with as well. Yeah. Um, so the brokerage free fees that they've charged you to make all your transactions, etc. But if you've been listening to the podcast, you'd, you'd be saving your ten percent already. You'd have had your cush- if you've got your cash cushions saved up as well. <clears throat> you'd be well ahead. You wouldn't need to go to ETF straight away. You'd be ready to go index funds, I yes. should imagine. Also, so they're the two biggest sorts of securities there are at the moment. I would just want to bring up bonds as well because it's okay. like the third largest category. I know it's not quite related because it's not a fund as such. <clears throat> but it is... Um, it's, it's a security that I think we should just talk about. I'll mention anyway, just for a, a slight second. Um, bonds are a type of contract that companies and, and banks or governments rather <clears throat> uh, sell when they need extra money um, and they basically promise to pay you back uh, in the future with some interest they're very low risk and very low reward at the same time so while <laughs> you don't need to do it they we tend to recommend that to the older generation of the world that aren't looking for long-term gains they're looking for just low risk they want to keep their money safe that's 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 what the elder generation it's more of a, a guaranteed very very small amount of interest income return yeah 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 exactly and it's, it's less likely to be hit with volatility and so on and so forth it's much more stable hence why it's low reward because low risk low reward so there are actually, um, depending on the company you used to invest with, i.e. Vanguard or H&L or whatever, um, they also do a certain fund where you can select equity versus bonds. So you could buy a fund that traces 8% of the money that you put into it goes into uh, their version of the S&P 500 and 20% goes into a set bonds. Um, which is a great little investment as well for someone that doesn't really understand or doesn't want the choice of selecting a certain index fund that traces a certain index. So for instance, the S&P, if they've got to find one that matches with a broker and they don't actually want to pick their 
I don't know what you call it, their final destination, for instance. They don't want to pick where their money's going to go. They can invest it in that sort of retirement fund, if you will. And that will kind of aid people so that their portfolio is even more diverse rather than just the 500 companies that we've been speaking about. They can even go broader and have a mixture of bonds and uh, equity. True, very true. <clears throat> and they can be really good to look at because they offer a different, like, all sorts of percentage splits, don't they? Yes. Between bonds and equity, which is really cool. Um, and sometimes you can go between equity and income uh, style yeah. funds, but they're not necessarily as, uh, they don't necessarily mimic the S&P or index uh, indexes yeah. themselves. They're normally uh, sort of biased towards dividend paying companies over just value increasing companies, yeah. basically. It's a lot to take in when you're talking about ETFs versus index funds versus, you know, the S&P versus what it is, how it is. And it's really hard to kind of understand. <clears throat> but I think we've laid it out quite well in the way that you said it. It's very, very, very simple. Yeah. Very, very similar, but different at the same time. There are small changes from ETFs to index funds, but at the same time, they're not massively different. I think the industry puts quite complex terms and, and words out almost to hide the fact that it's quite simple. Yeah. At the same time, they want to almost protect what they know. So, you know, they think that you, so not everybody knows. I don't know. It's just power, power crazy thing, um, which makes people think it's only for the rich and wealthy, you know, people that know about finance. It should only be for them. Yeah. And it's just completely the opposite. It's for anybody and everyone. <clears throat> it's not just for the, the rich and it's not just it's not too risky either this no, stuff no, exactly exactly get that out of your head when was the first index fund created and who buy you should know who buy at least really yeah you should do is it Vanguard is it Mr what's his name John no oh no he starts with a J though I don't know <laughs> I don't know Jack Bogle Jack Bogle. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was John Bogle. I was going to say John Bogle. Yeah. Jack Bogle. But Mr. Yeah. Vanguard, isn't it? When was no, it made? 1970s. Early 1970s it was made. Okay. Um, which is he bought out the first one with obviously decreased fees for everyone so you can buy a diverse portfolio um, to spread your money out. Nice and easy. And it tracked the S&P. That was his first one. The is it? Oh, that's yeah. interesting. I didn't know that. Um, when did ETFs come out? Put me on. I don't know. Uh, about 15 years later roughly ah, no, yeah. oh so they've been around for, so I thought they were a much more modern thing no yeah they, they yeah 85 That's the, 85 okay. so 85, 85 86 they came out and I'm not sure you created them though um, but yeah they sort of came out there because it allowed as you as you mentioned in the start people with a smaller account to get involved in lower products with different sized fees basically okay. but you know where it all stemmed from it all stemmed from mutual funds Right. Because obviously a mutual fund is back in the day where you'd get a piece of paper and it would tell you amount of companies on a fund or whatever and you'd sign up to it and give you ticketing or whatever. Um, but the fees on that were usually very high substantial, yeah. because it was obviously always actively managed and actively managed funds uh, with someone sitting there trying to work out what the best, best to invest, which you, know, you can't really do that, can you? It's not really the best way to do um, unless you've got someone like Warren Buffett being yeah, a new manager but he, he didn't no yeah. so that's where it all came from all came from mutual funds he wanted to save money basically on his, on his investment interest because the fees are all yeah just buying into every single stock 
because that's what he had to do back in the day was to buy yeah. the stock and it was just Killing it was just extortionate you know so there we go uh, I think that is about it <clears throat> from, from my part from my part anyway I just wanted to go back I was mentioning the Premier League and the reason why I mentioned uh, I was talking about the S&P 500 index fund oh sorry the index itself now um, the reason I'm, I related it to the Premier League is because what happens when a team does awful in the Premier League? Like ah, they, yes, relegation. Okay. Relegation. That if your team gets relegated, it's a it's a stinger, isn't it? When you go down into yeah. the championship, you want to cry. <laughs> but <clears throat> this is good for investors because it quite literally companies that aren't doing well or companies that are doing the worst that year all get booted out, and new and up and coming companies or not necessarily new, just companies that are improving come up into this top 500 companies so it's constantly refreshing constantly changing who's in there you're constantly getting the top 500 companies in America it's not getting static and old should Apple just crap out one day and never make another penny they will slowly get reduced and removed from their speed exactly yeah. so that's another reason why it works so well over long term um, it's, it's just it's constantly moving it's an organism it's constantly growing Um Fun fact, no one has ever lost money investing over a 20-year period in the S&P in 500 index fund. Over 20 years, there's not been a loss period, even if you were to invest in the best time and through the crash. There was a, there was a really <clears throat> bad period. This dollar cost averaging into it. Um, I think it was in the 30s, near the Depression, where it wasn't doing great. But even still, if you just held for 20 years, you'd, start, you'd be in the green again. So, just another... And that just goes to show you can buy at the highest point that it currently has ever seen in the S&P. It could drop and recover in 20 years' time and still be in the positive. Still be in the green. So, So, as long as you've got the mindset of this is not an instant return, this is long-term, you can see into the future, you're you're thinking of your future, almost your retirement or even beyond that, it's safe. Yeah. It's mandatory. That's what it is. Exactly that. As we it's said mandatory. in the last couple of episodes, mandatory. Everyone should be doing this. This is better than any pension scheme that the government's trying to force upon your companies and so on. So this is superior. It's superior. It's cheaper. It's less effort. It's less worry because if you change jobs, you have to transfer your pension over and you don't have to do that with this because you just set it up by yourself. It's just... We will start that movement. We'll petition it. <laughs> Hear it now. <laughs> yeah, that's everything I've got to say. Yeah, I'm done as well. I'll uh, I'll let you take it away. All right, thanks guys for listening. Um, if you've got any questions, DM us on Instagram. Get in contact. We're more than happy to help you out. Um, we know some of this can be really complicated to get your heads around. Um, so, you know, ask ask away. We're more than happy to help. Um, as always, we are not. If uh, this is not financial advice. Uh, should you need financial advice, please seek professionals. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Um, yeah. Success is available for everyone, so why should you sell for less? Yeah.